This is a headgum podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip and you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. We getting the sword. ASMR. Yeah. I have a lot of notes for the entire art form. Let's hear it. ASM art form. <laughs> Thank you. Give us your best. Uh, I don't know. I, I it's it's almost something I'm really into. Almost. But it's it's a little too weird. So <laughs> they need to just make it less weird. Would it make it less I guess weird? I know I understand that's not constructive, but yeah. <laughs> It's really just an opinion. Would it make it less weird if maybe it didn't have the actual person doing it in real time? Like maybe it's just a soundtrack of me humming instead of like my face on the screen humming. Because you use like oh. YouTube videos, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I definitely don't need the face. I don't <laughs> need to see anyone's face. Ever. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I, it, it's something, it's not everybody... Is triggered by it, or some people are. Is that triggered right? Triggered by it, or like you know, like it literally, way. like yeah, it. Right. Um. You know, I'm not an expert at all at anything, but I definitely do think there's something there for anyone. It's cause it's like, you know, I don't know if you're on the internet as much as me, but there's like little things on Twitter that's like highly satisfying, or Instagram when you just watch it of like people like smushing things. Oh or yeah, I went shit. down a real, real deep hole into uh, chiropractor videos of cracking people's backs. Huh. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so satisfying. There's this Australian chiropractor who sorts these people out in the most satisfying way. Like they come in and they're like, I'm a, I'm a, a question mark. My back is a question. I can't like, you know, <laughs> they're like, it's like, you know, Quasimodo comes in and it's just like, I'm in so much pain. And the guy sort of feels their back and then gives them a good like thwack or a, a push. There's a oh, really the, satisfying the crack. The and then the person goes like, I is almost instantly cured. And then they'll have like something where he'll be like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then you're going to feel very hot in your knee or something. And it's like he's just so aware of what every nerve does. And then he does it. And they're like, I'm fixed. My knee's hot, though. (laughs) I'd try that. Apparently, not everybody experiences ASMR. The best way to like know if it's a thing that you are like tingly about is if you get tingly about it. Well, sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's the litmus test. Uh, Um, Leap into the deep end of ASMR. (laughs) It's, I just looked up, does ASMR work? And someone said, yes. Oh, okay. um, was it, was someone. it Jeeves? Like, <laughs> and they just said, if, if you hear about it, and then you're like, oh, like that's what that feeling I always get is. That's how you know if you can like. I don't think I feel it, but it's this is weird. Like the, I watched a cupping video one time, mm. and it was like this. 
Mm. And I hate... Are you turned on? A little. <laughs> yeah, that worked for me. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon, a real girl. I haven't had a vegetable in eight days, and I am counting. Thank you for asking. You guys sent in questions, and today I have a friend to help me help you, and this is what his voice sounds like. Hi, is that your normal intro that you do every time? No. A vegetable count? <laughs> no, no. Oh. It's different every time. Oh, that, oh, that's of course. What, that's what you get today. Because otherwise it'd be pre-recorded. I get it. Yes. My name's Nick. Hello. Nick Coach, everybody. Nick is a writer and just got into a car accident. Yes. Did I miss anything? No, that's the that's the thing I'm most here to plug is my recent <laughs> car accident. <laughs> um, Where can we watch it? Well, you can watch it on the corner of uh, the street that I photographed on my phone, so I have a record of that. The things I photographed because I thought the insurance company would want a record of it (laughs) is absolutely insane. There are so many photographs of, oh, here's a little bit of the light on the ground, like... Let me take a picture of that. That seems normal. I guess, yeah. I'm just sort of like, all right, you know, you go into like your forensic cop mindset of like, okay, we need to gather witnesses. I didn't get a single witness. Um, (laughs) What uh, happened? So I was driving here. I was driving in my buddy John Bass's car. So this is my fault. In a sense, yeah. Okay, it's been my fault before. But a way to look look at it is maybe, you know, I would have been doing something else in a situation where I would have died. <gasps> so in that, so by, you know, setting me on this course of events, you saved my life. Schrodinger's box. His cat? What was yeah. his thing? Well, Schrodinger had a cat. I don't but the know cat was in the if box. that applies to this. Well, yeah, because, yeah, sure. Exactly, I guess it does. That's exactly this situation. <laughs> Well, not exactly would be worth theorizing if there's a cat in a box. (laughs) But if the the cat is dead or alive, we don't know until we open it. So if we don't open it, it has a 50-50% chance that it's either or. Right. So my thing is, (laughs) stop looking at me like that. You might be right. I think I am. Okay. She's right. I prefer... To, it that would I'm be wrong. The, it, well, it would be yeah that you're wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was thinking of uh, the butterfly effect. The with Ashton Kutcher. The the movie, yeah. I've never seen it. And also, I believe it's uh, a Isn't theory it? or something, or maybe it's, but it's not attached to it's. It's attached. That's what's funny. The butterfly effect is attached to Ashton Kutcher. It is. The cat is attached to Schroeder and his box and his box. Yeah, I haven't seen the butterfly effect because it looked a little scary. Uh, after I watched Disturbia, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with this film. The Rear Window remake starring Shia LaBeouf. Oh, it's a remake? I'm very familiar. I, I haven't seen it, but I do know <laughs> everything about it. I was really scared after Disturbia. Uh, I was, I'm a very jumpy person. If you don't announce yourself around me, I am scared when you start talking mm. all the time. So I can't watch a lot of scary Do you have object uh, non-permanence or impermanence? I don't know what that is. So that means, that's like what babies have. Where I have it. If you look away from a person, like, oh, I see you. Oh, Megan's here. She's across from me. I see her. And then if I were to turn to look towards the door, you're out of my frame of view. I think you cease to exist. (laughs) Then when I turn back and see you, I go, oh, my God. No, I don't have that. Okay. I have it where I'm playing loud music all the time in my house. And so if anyone were to walk in and start talking to me from a different room, I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. And then I lose a friend. Are you ready to help people? Yeah. Or do you want to talk more about this car accident? Um, no, I, I bet I bet every, all of my advice comes back to the car accident, though. 
Ooh, a metaphor. Because that's kid. the only thing on my mind right now. Let's talk about it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, I think I've said all there is to say. There, it's a woman. The woman who hit me, I found out, is like. She's not in a good situation, and or I don't know, maybe I, she's in a fine situation, but she's she doesn't have insurance. That's a pretty bad so situation if you're in a car wreck. We're hoping to, and it wasn't my fault for the record. Uh, and I was, I was, I basically, I the light turned green, and I went forward, as is the agreement we've all made <laughs> with society and traffic lights. And then her car, she was running a red light, and she she hit me from the side. And oh. in that moment, I sort of realized, like, my last words on this planet will probably be like, oh, what's this? Like, I was very calm. I was like, oh, what's going on over here? Was there something on my arm? Because there, there was an entire SUV. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> hitting, hitting my car. It was it was a very uh, I was very calm uh, as I as I greeted my death. Are you always calm? Do you feel like overly calm in life? Um, no, I think that I, you know, will be anxious and stressed about stuff. Certainly, I think in situations of of very high stress, I uh, I am pretty calm. I think I get that from my dad. Like he's. He he would like get upset because like the forks were put into the dishwasher the wrong way and That's shout me. at me about that. But then if like there was a, something actually serious, like all the times I you know like if I was caught drinking or or something, there was some big crisis. Yeah, he was always very calm and like was just like okay, here's how we'll we'll deal with this. My family was we were in. We went to Trinidad for vacation mm-hmm. over Christmas, and uh, our, the Airbnb where we were staying was robbed while we were in it. Oh, my God. And everyone – I was very impressed with my family because everyone in my family w- was remarkably calm. Like, we were watching – I had a screener of I, Tanya. Okay. We were watching I, Tanya. And it was this in Trinidad. You can just get a very big. It was a massive house that we were staying in. Sure. And when my family vacations, it's not usually the case. We were very. My brother and I, when we got there, were like, "What the fuck? This place is huge." So travel to Trinidad, and you can stay in a really nice house for cheap. Good to know. Anyhow, we're watching Itania, and in the middle of Itania, we get the notification that HQ is starting. The trivia game. Okay. Do you guys play this? No. Oh, it's oh, very fun. Is this the one where you have to like log in and then it, it's really hard, but if you get it, you win like a bunch of money or something? Yeah, it's like everybody play. It's live. You yes. you have to play like at 9 p.m. Eastern time and a million people are playing at once and you just get eliminated. There's 10 questions. You get eliminated as, as if you get one wrong. If you get all of them right, you win some money. So my family became obsessed with this. Mm-hmm. So we all get a notification that oh, HQ's starting. So we stop <laughs> Itanya. My brother runs to his room to get his phone because mm-hmm. uh, he had left his phone in his room. I log on to HQ and I'm in the living room. And then my brother comes back and goes, uh, there was just somebody in my room <laughs> r- robbing me. <laughs> Very calm. Oh, my God. My mom and my dad sort of leap into action and like, you know, going to check it out and talking to him. I, however, HQ has started. <laughs> so I'm 
gonna I'm I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with this in a second. I'm gonna be very helpful once I either win or get eliminated. I get like five questions in and then get eliminated and then I go, "All right, what's going on here?" God. Uh there was a man in my brother's room rifling through stuff. My brother came in and he went, oh, no, and ran out the door. So I you know, go take a picture of – there's there's literally like a footprint, like a, a classic Scooby-Doo style right. mystery footprint, like a wet boot print <laughs> on the floor. I take a, a picture of, of that. Clip art. You wow, know. I can't wait to see your camera roll. Oh, it it's seems just like – filled with evidence. evidence. <laughs> Just of different crimes and things. Oh, this might be useful. <laughs> crimes and, that you weren't even in. Yeah. We called uh, the guy who was running the Airbnb. And our whole family is just kind of calmly t- talking to him and <laughs> explain the situation. And he goes, all right, I'm going to call the cops. And we're like, oh, I don't know. Like, not much was stolen. I think 40 bucks was taken out of my brother's wallet. Mm-hmm. So we're like, I don't know that we need the cops. And he's like, it'll just be good to, like, have them come. He's like, they're not really the cops. They're a group of men with guns. And we go, oh, I don't know if we want that. We're saying, he's like, I'll just get the men with guns. We're like, okay. So the men with guns come. They look around. Men with guns. And then uh, leave. And and I was worried, like, that it was going to sort of ruin, it was our first night there. I thought it was going to maybe ruin the the trip that we're all going to live in fear because yes. there are sometimes men coming to the house and there's no police. There's the men, men with guns, guns force. Naturally. <laughs> but everyone was really calm. Everyone was fine. We had a great, we had a great trip. And then my parents got robbed the last night there. Dear Lord. Yeah. And it was a guy came into my dad's bed and got something from underneath his mattress. Stop. He had put like money in a, plastic bag underneath his mattress so a man went into his room looked around and then while he was sleeping under the mattress no. this is What's a ballsy sleeping? man yeah he was sleeping on the mattress <laughs> no. i have a theory this is- that my father lost this money and because i'm like i don't <laughs> this is a real brazen cat burglar that seems what your dad would have waken up yeah and it's also like, why would he have known that it woken was... Woken up? Woken up. <laughs> sure. I was going to let you have it. Thank you. Uh, why would he even think to look under the mattress? Right. But he did. Wow. Maybe he was like the old tooth fairy. A real fairy. loud sip. <laughs> that's your ASMR. <laughs> yeah. A reverse old tooth fairy. Well, that's insane. When I went to Trinidad, I didn't have any of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. My dad also had more teeth in his mouth when he woke <laughs> up. So it was quite literally the reverse tooth fairy. <laughs> when I went to Trinidad, I did my first escape room ever. In Trinidad? <laughs> yeah. I think it was put on by out-of-work teachers. And it was like, it was really interesting. It was just one room, a big room with a bunch of desks in it and pencils. So it was, I guess it was a school theme. Uh, and I didn't know what escape rooms were, but I heard all about them. And I was like, let's do this. I was there on a dance job and I had uh, two of my dancers and we went and did it. And I was like, oh, this is something I'm into. Wow. Yeah. So it was good. It was amazing. Yeah. I've never been to a bad escape room. I mean, there are bad ones, but I always have a good time. Yeah. Were you just trying to escape an old abandoned school? Because that's what it sounds like. I was, you know, and I never got out. Yeah, there weren't clues. It was 
And uh, the way we got out is we had to have our families send $15,000. Yeah, escape rooms are great. So this is a relationship advice podcast? It's supposed to be, but we have to talk about car accidents. When I got in a car accident, I mean, I've been in quite a few. The worst one I got into was in Daytona Beach. I had skipped school for the first time Mm -hmm. ever in my life because I was a very good kid. And I, except for this day, I guess. So I skipped school because there's a big cheerleading competition in Daytona, which is maybe like 45 minutes away from my school. And so I'm driving the car and I have uh, my best friend, Grace, in the passenger seat. And then I have my ex-boyfriend in the back seat. And so we're going to go have fun at this cheerleading competition. And I'm stopped at a stoplight right next to like the Daytona 500. And there was another car right next to us that had a baby in it. And they were like, look how cute this baby is in like, I love babies. So I was like, I'll give you an honest evaluation of how cute this baby is. So I look over. And then at the same time I was looking to see if the baby was cute, out of my peripheral vision, I saw the the light turn green. And so I step on the gas. And for some reason, I hit something, but I didn't see anything in front of me. Because, I don't know if you guys know this, but motorcycles are smaller than cars. Oh, my God. So I hit this motorcycle. Is this about to be you killed a man? (laughs) No. I did kill the rest of his day's plans because his ribs did break. Uh-huh. But I mention this because it's true. Ribs can break by you just sneezing. Mm-hmm. So, like, it could have been one or the other. Yeah, it could have been the car hitting him or, or, a big <laughs> or he took a sneeze. A big sneeze. Yeah. So I, I bump into him and he falls and his motorcycle is in one lane. I'm crying with my face buried in my steering wheel in the other lane. His body, not far from the other lane, but is in another lane. So we're taking up three separate lanes of traffic for quite some time until I can get my act together. And, uh, I mean, long story short, I got in a lot of trouble and paid for his medical bill. Yeah. I've, yeah. Had, ba- I've had a bad time in cars. I think I'm going to die in a car, but that's Ooh. the conversation for another <laughs> oh, God. <time>. Thanks. <laughs> um, my dad got in a motorcycle accident. Uh, was he at the Daytona 500 in 2008? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he was uh, – it was in 2008, though. At the or Daytona 500. Well, I, it wasn't that. He he shattered his leg. And oh, gosh. The, which sounds pretty gnarly, but the motorcycle wasn't moving. He was trying to get on the motorcycle, and it, <laughs> he overshot it or something, and it just fell on him and shattered his leg. That's that's happened to multiple people. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Has it? <laughs> Not the leg bit, but I, um, I started this dance crew back in Florida, and one of the, these girls that I wanted to train – she didn't have a place to live, so I opened up my place for her, and I was like, you can live in my house as long as I can train you. I don't know why I was so <laughs> altruistic with dance, but I wanted to help her, and I made a studio in my garage, which was also three other people living there, so I didn't ask anyone, and I made the garage a dance studio, but mm-hmm. no one had a, any problem with it. Uh, and so sh- there was a motorcyclist. One of my roommates, Dre, had a motorcycle. And so the girl walks in. And I guess she was trying to move it to maybe practice. <laughs> and so she moves it and it falls on her arm. She breaks her arm so she can't do this <sighs> big competition in Vegas that we were practicing for. And so I, she was just not a part of the crew anymore. It was really sad. I haven't talked to her since. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have. She's fine. So inadvertently, you've you've injured two people with motorcycles. Why, yes, Nick. Hitting one and then 
in a Schrodinger style butterfly <laughs> effect, setting another person Are on you the just course movie titles? of events. Matrix. <laughs> I, yes, I am a bad person. Okay, now that it's out, I think that's all I got on car accidents. How about a question? Sure. We do not have to. No, let's, let's, so these are people who've written in. These are people who've written in and they want your help. Okay. A lot of my advice is going to be that you shouldn't, don't, this is, this is not the way of going about getting your, your pressing answers to your questions. <laughs> it's, it's a long, far reaching net that we're casting. Okay. Maybe we're not helping these people, but we'll help others. Oh, that's I get it. Help is about. I understand it right? now. First question, we'll start easy. How do I tell my roommate that their cooking sucks? He refuses to follow a recipe step by step or help from me when it's his turn to cook. He's so proud of his creation after it's finished and I don't know how to tell him it's bad. From Hungry for Help. <gasps> how apropos. Hmm. Are you a good cook? I um I I do I follow the recipes. That's good. <laughs> I did Blue Apron for like a year. How to go? I, I really loved it. It was great. Huh. Um, I think, I don't know, I guess, uh, I I personally avoid conflict as much as possible. Yes. So I would eat just so many terrible meals and never tell this person uh, Ever. at all. Yeah. What's the worst thing you've done to not be confrontational with somebody? Like, how far have you gone to not oh my be God. in an argument? I mean, I think the probably the most destructive is to to move my line of what I will tolerate just further and further <laughs> oh back. Oh my gosh! I will do such a good job of rationalizing, like, like oh well, no, I'm actually happy that they did that. I, uh, <laughs> that's that's good that they they you know that they were they broke my thing <laughs> or whatever. I don't I don't know. I can't think of a specific dispute. That is a little bit wild. What if it's something that's really intense, like something you drew a line in the sand, you're like, I will never accept this. I think I think the other thing that I'm not proud of this, but I think the other thing that I'm I'm more comfortable with doing rather than like sitting someone down and really this this is like friendships. Like mm -hmm. in a romantic relationship, I'm much more I understand that you have to like yeah. kind of be clear about what you know, where, what you need and where your line is and stuff like that. And if something upsets you, uh, but like certain people, like there's certain friendships that I've just, just sort of been like, well, I guess I just won't be friends with that person <laughs> ever again. I'll just drift apart from them. I've done that a lot. R rather than have a 15 minute long, unpleasant conversation. I know, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> don't make me do it. I think in terms of this person, I'm, I admire this person that they have like, it seems like a system where they and their roommates are cooking I like uh, that for too. each other. I, I mean, I guess I did do that. But yeah, I mean, I think that, <laughs> I think you should try what you did or like buy that for them. Hello oh, Fresh or whatever it's called. Yeah. A Blue Apron, Blue apron. or plated or whatever he does a lot about subscription food I mean, services i think it's like it's a weighing whether or not you want to upset this person versus yeah. like it, i would say being like hmm it's like a little salty maybe what if they're like i like the salt yeah if they like it i don't know then what you're 
I don't know that you have much of a leg to stand on. They're cooking for you. I know. Well, that's the other thing. You also can cook for yourself. If you don't like it, don't eat it. And yeah. they cook for you. I think if they like it, then they're, you know, maybe the problem is with you. And that's another thing that I often employ is I go, maybe the problem is with me. And then yeah. a voice in my head goes, yes, it definitely is. <laughs> but that's good because I've been in a lot of situations where I was dating this one guy and he lost like three really good friends from the same thing. And I was like, maybe you should look at you. And then he lost me for the same exact reason. And mm. I was like, I mean, I've not checked in with him, but I do hope he has figured it out. That's something that I find where it's like, if you are a person who's like, everyone's getting annoyed at me for this reason, or everyone seems to like, like, if you're looking at it as though you're a victim mm -hmm. because of, like, people don't like me because of this, it's like, huh. Yeah. Well, maybe don't, you know, don't change your soul, spirit animal, your true self, but maybe stop doing that one thing. I'm all for fully changing yourself to satisfy others. Except for your spirit animal, which is yeah. a... Hat? <laughs> That's the word that came to mind. I, I guess. And I kind of think it's a, it's like if you picture a kind of cartoon hat with two eyes and it doesn't have a mouth. Oh, it's an anthropomorphized it's, yeah, object. It's like, you know, in a Disney cartoon... It's like a hat that can emote, but it can't speak. Oh, I'm just making a mental note to bring this up to my therapist because it, <laughs> it feels like there is some, there's a real ocean of <laughs> information here. Um, I I guess we've helped or get a new roommate. That's always an option. Yeah, and also you've got food. This isn't a real problem. Oh. <laughs> okay, here's That's going to be my answer to all of these emails. <laughs> do, you, are, do you have food? Are you eating food? You're fine. Did you get in a car accident? No. You're doing all right. <laughs> We're going to take a break while Nick gives an extra piece of advice you can find on meganbatoon.com slash podcast, and we'll be right back. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Before we get into another 
question. I want to ask about stand-up, because you're doing that all the time now. Yeah, I've been doing it, uh, yeah, a lot. I did it a bunch, like, three years ago. Uh-huh. And then I recently, I was uh, talking to one of my friends, and I just sort of was, I was telling her this story of, there, there's this funny little story about how I my father and I pronounce our last name differently from each other. <laughs> really? I sort of told it to her and she was she laughed a lot and she's like, oh you should you should do that like on stage somewhere. And I was like, oh really? Do you think so? And I had my, one of my friends was having a stand-up show that I had she had asked me to be on and I was sort of like, oh yeah, I guess I could I haven't done it in a while. I could put something together for it. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll try it at at that show and I did it at that show and it went really well and it kind of it just made me think about stand-up in a way that I hadn't before because mm-hmm. I'd gotten frustrated with it a few years ago when I was doing it I just was like I don't like like trying to think of oh what's my funny take on this thing and it was just kind of like oh I can just sort of tell stories I could just do stand-up where I'm just telling stories from my life and yeah not feel the need to like comment on other stuff. I don't know why I felt I needed to do that, but it was, yeah, it was just like a different way of thinking about it. And I've been sort of doing shows with that mentality and it's been, it's been really fun. Fun. Um, yeah. I want to hear that bit. Yeah. Well, come, I'm doing a stand up show in June that just happened that is a benefit, a charity for giraffes. <laughs> it's I've it's seen at one. Malibu Wines and it's called Laughs for Giraffes. So this is literally just happened yesterday, and part of my payment is I get to meet the giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> if I can get paid in giraffes from here on out, I will. I will happily accept that. Wow! Yeah, the flyer has a giraffe on it, looking right at You've me. You found that tickets. already. Wow, there we go. <laughs> I'm sure there's only one benefit called laughs for giraffes. That's true. Um, you ready to help others? Let's do it. We have one more question. Cool. Hey, Megan and Nick. I was hoping that you could help me with this. I'm a 17-year-old dude and transferred to a new high school this year. Everything has been going well. Just made some friends. But there's this girl. We always hang out and I really like her, but we have been friends for the whole year and I'm scared that I'm too deep in the friend zone. Do you know how I can get out of this situation from socially awkward? Uh, yeah, I know exactly how. <gasps> Let us know, um, wise one. I think that there's first a question you need to ask yourself because I've been in this situation and I don't know. Like there, there is this whole idea of like, the idea of the friend zone, you know, I feel like a lot of girls say that it doesn't exist and guys say that it does. And it's like, let's just, I don't know, put that aside. I, I sort of see the arguments okay. on both sides for that. I think that what this guy needs to ask himself is like, are you willing to fuck up the friendship? Are you willing to ruin the, fr- basically possibly lose her as a friend? Right. For a, a period of time to, um, you know, to in in the hopes of maybe having her as a, a girlfriend. And if the answer to that is is no, then just be friends and be happy with being friends. And you're 17. You're going to go off to college soon. Anyhow, yeah, why start a, don't too. start a relationship right now. Um, 
But if the answer, but if you do really like her, um, what I think you do is you send her a message, a text or a call. Uh, depend. I think it's classier to call, but sure, you're you're seventeen. 18 or or do it in person but basically that would be better yeah i think that's that's classier but i think it's also you're nervous you're gonna like fumble it some yeah and i mean so, i like, would go for a text message if it was me you would go for a text you would you would send a text <gasps> if i was in a friend zone and trying to get out of it i th- am pretty sure i would text before i would call Unless I had that rapport yeah. with them where we would just talk on the phone because that's going to come out of the blue too. Why is this person calling me? I think I think it's, yeah, I think a text is fine. I think it's like, uh, I don't know. Basically what I would have him say is like, hey, listen, I understand that there's a million reasons why this is maybe a bad idea, but I really like you and I would love to just uh get dinner or like have a meal sitting across from you and see how it, within the context of let's think about each other romantically and see if that's appealing to both of us. Yeah. And uh if it's if that is appealing to you then let's do it and if not no worries, you know, we'll just pretend we'll awkwardly pretend this didn't happen and make like some joke about that. Yeah. Uh, so that's would you be your text message. That's, that's- a text I've literally sent before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. You're reading off your phone. That's that's a version of that I've sent to a girl that I was I had been friends with for a year. I didn't really think I was necessarily in the friend zone. Right. But I was like, oh shit. I because we started out as friends. We were friends, and then I think like a year into the friendship, I was like, fuck, I like this girl. Yeah. And I sent her a text saying essentially that, where I was like, look. I know there's like a whole lot of reasons why this is maybe a bad idea, but I kind of have to just say that I like you and I would love to take you out for a date. So, oh, so you straight up what did what happened? Uh, we dated for a couple months and huh. then and then broke up. Or or I don't even, we never even really began a relationship. And okay. and we're still friends. We're not like <gasps> close friends but we're 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 friendly and it's not that's great it definitely like changed the friendship well yeah but i would say it was <laughs> worth it to to try well yeah because it's going to be in the back of your mind forever yeah. if you don't do that i think it's always best though to just be direct early on like i would do you know whether or not you subscribe to the idea of the friend zone or not what would happen to me is i would present myself two girls in like high school and college and even like probably a year or two after college as like non-threatening. Like I would kind of be interested in them romantically, but would be presenting myself like I'm a friend because I'm like non-threatening and I didn't want to be like rejected. Yeah. And then when you've done that, when you've kind of come in that way, they do think of you as a friend Mm-hmm. And they might not want to jeopardize that that friendship or they are just like, I don't even, you know, I haven't thought of you that way because of how you've approached them. So at a certain point, I just decided if I'm into someone, I'm going to be very clear yeah. that I'm, I'm into them and, and ask them 
on a date. I also don't subscribe to the idea of like, you know, going to get drinks and being like, I don't know if this is a date or not. I'm, I like messaging people being like, I would like to take you on a date or whatever, using the word date in there. So it's, there's not any, you know. Yeah. I mean, Irene and I talk about that all the time. We're like, is this a date? Are you going to open my door? Am I just going to be like slinking around? Well, that's the thing that we've talked about before, too, is it's so nice to hear the word date. Yeah. Then there's no question. Yeah. I think it's questions are. I also think it's just like have fun with that, like, you know, that text or that ask, like make it funny or something. Just just make it fun for yourself to. Like I, I once asked out a girl. <laughs> oh, this is this is crazy by being like, "Hey, uh, listen, I I like you. I don't know if you like me or not, but I'm gonna put out the. I I don't remember exactly what this part said. It was some <laughs> some version of I like you yes. and I want to take you out on a date. Right. Um. Here and then I said, "Here's literally every way of getting in touch with me." And I left <laughs> my phone number. My email, uh, my like old AIM screen name. Sure. Uh, I put my real social security number. <laughs> I should have put a fake social security number, but my real one there. Then I put like some jokes, like the name of my carrier pigeon. Yeah. And a bunch of other things. And, and that had to have gone well. That went very well. Yes. We, well, it went, it, she really liked that and we went out on a date. Mm hmm her a couple dates but I was it didn't end up really progressing <laughs> forward because I was I think I was too nervous around her oh yeah I was young I was in college um the, I've never found myself in a friend zone situation I'm I'm the queen of being in gray areas but I don't know if I've ever had to, like, get out of a friend zone before. So I don't know what that would be like. I, all of high school and junior high, was living in a friend zone situation where it was a girl that I was friends with that I was, like, head over heels in love with, mm-hmm. would listen to John Mayer songs and pine for. And it was absolute torture (laughs) like i bet i'm in so much more favor of like no be direct and make your intentions known move on with your life yeah so you're not that that's it's it just saves you time right well okay there was one time (laughs) now that i'm thinking about it i've been hurt (laughs) there was uh i had a best friend that was a guy and for like three years, he was like my go-to everything, like almost like an older brother, but obviously not ancestral. <laughs> also, we weren't related. So <laughs> I would go to him every time I, I was dating another guy. And every time we had a big fight, I would go to this other guy. And I never thought anything of it. But then as soon as I broke up with this other guy, I was like, wait a second. Oh, and mind you, the whole time when my older brother figure was dating all these other girls, I was like, no, they're not good enough for you. Like, I'm for you. But I never said it. And then he... So uh, you had a... You developed a crush on him at some point. I didn't know. Oh, okay. I was like, no, they're not good enough. But I thought I was like the protective sister. Like, no, you need the best. But then I realized that like I was the best for him. Interesting. Isn't it? Well, it, yeah, it's... we. Uh, the idea of like not knowing that yeah. you like someone is strange to me because I feel like I've always known or I've had an idea that it this could right. happen. And I definitely know people that, you know, I'm not 
I'm not calling you a liar. <laughs> no, I'm saying that um, I didn't know that I had those feelings because I was in a relationship and he was also in a very serious relationship. Yeah. But we loved being around each other and we could be ourselves. I like some of my greatest memories were with him. And I realized after I broke up with my other boyfriend that I was like, oh, this might be thing. I think we like kissed on like a weird thing. And then it was like, oh, instantly. I was like, now I see you in a different light. So it was like a watershed moment. So you kissed. Mm -hmm. And then you, and that's when you realized that you liked him? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, okay. This is such a weird story, but they had a group of guy friends that would like fake kiss each other, like get really close, but never do it. Uh-huh. And so I was like a dude. These guys are awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was a dude in that respect that I was just like another bro hanging out with all these other guys. And so we were at some event and I did the inside joke. And then he goes, you won't. I hate when people say I can't do something. <laughs> oh, I'll show you. Oh, she'll do it. <laughs> and then I just went up and kissed him. But then, like, it was supposed to just be a peck. But then, like, as soon as I kissed him, then he, like, grabbed my head. And then it was, like, a whole thing. Like a 360. We had a Ronin on set. It was a whole thing. Uh, and then, yeah. And then we, we developed kind of a relationship. But I wasn't ready for it. And he wanted all of me. And I was like, I can't do that. And then uh, it just, I lived in a gray area for like six months. And then I lost yeah. a friend for a little bit. And now we're we're okay. But not anywhere as near as how close we were before. So yeah. like you're it saying, changes things. it is definitely going to change if you don't want to be in the friend zone. It's almost like if you know like they're the one, then go for it. Because otherwise. I think, I, I've changed my mind. I think go for it regardless. Because <laughs> it's like you're probably going to drift apart either way. And it's like be- better to get the experience of. That's true. I think the more you, you know, make those big leaps of like asking someone out, telling someone you like them. And even if you get shut down, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's good to just put yourself out there. I think it's good training. I think that'll benefit you more than whatever this bullshit friendship is. I don't think they're very good friends. <laughs> they, they I mean, they can't be. They, they just met. Did they just I mean, they've known each other for a year. A year. Yeah. But he's like the new kid at school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's a, I feel like it's a crush. You're 17. It's going to get worse from here, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I had my heart broken at 17. Me too. The worst. It's, the, I think, honestly, the worst it's ever been. Well, of course. The first cut is a divas. Yeah. Very much so. Shania Twain? Cheryl Crow. Okay. I don't I don't acknowledge the difference between those Shania two Shania Twain was the first concert I've ever been to. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then NSYNC. Mine was Tool. Not because I was a Tool fan. <laughs> fan? I wasn't a Tool fan. But my, okay. one you of got my friends had a... Uh, his friend was the, the son of a local Atlanta DJ. And he was like, hey, I've got free Tool tickets. <laughs> and we were like, sure, uh, I like music. And then I was like, oh, Tool isn't totally music. <laughs> What's the best concert you've ever been to? Uh... John Mayer (laughs) (gasps) in high school. I was such a massive John Mayer fan in high school. It's very embarrassing. I think everyone was. That's Um, the period of time to be a John Mayer fan. No, I think it was LCD Sound System. Oh, really? Last summer, about a year ago exactly, at the Brooklyn Steel. was so good. Really? Yes, really fun. Do they have lyrics or is it just beep boops? It's a lot of beep boops, (laughs) but then there's the, yeah, there's some lyrics. Stuff about, like, uh, tonight and I've got friends and stuff like that. Oh, all the things that I don't know about. Yeah. I get it. 
what was your favorite concert that you've ever been to? Um, I've never been to a real concert, but my mom and I went to a lot of concerts in the park when I was growing up. Oh, that's great. On Sundays in the summer. Like that's what? Like so classical cute. quartet? Um, I don't know of, if you've ever heard like of buskers? The, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of the classic Celtic band, the Young Dubliners. <laughs> it sounds like she was in like a Gilmore Girls yeah. type of small town. As <laughs> it a... was, I just, I've never been to like a, a real Oh, I guess Brass Tracks. You're from oh, Brass Tracks. She, Megan, Megan took me to my first concert, and that was the best concert I've ever been to. Mm. I'm flattered. Brass Tracks Thank has one of the it. best shows ever in life. My great friends, they're so good. Um, but I would also recommend Chance the Rapper's concerts. He knows how oh, to perform. Yeah. Concerts kind of suck in general, though, because you would never do it. by. It's like, you want to listen to this album standing? I know. One time, standing still, and if you go to the bathroom, it's a, a full nightmare. I uh, the coolest time I've ever listened to a Chance uh, concert was I used to dance for him, and so like you uh, really what is professionally? Yes. Yeah. Would you? I mean, the way you put it, I was like, oh, I like as a backup dancer or something. But oh. then I was like, oh, I guess it could also be like. Do you mean a stripper? <laughs> <laughs> I was no, no. I mean, I was sort of picturing like kind of a, a more like a medieval thing where it's like he's having a feast <laughs> and it's like let's have a dance. And how they then used I to just do. come out and do yeah. some knee spins. I feel like they did that in medieval times, where it's like, yes, let's look at the man in the silly suit do a dance because nothing's been invented yet, and we're we, we just want to see a guy spin around a bit. That's my dance style: a guy spinning around a bit. Yeah, uh, and no. he's got a huge turkey leg. <laughs> also me, <laughs> um, but no, I, I danced for a chance for a couple uh, shows of his last tour. I forgot what was the album. That's name. awesome. That's yeah. very cool. So cool, like just being behind, but also like jamming out because I'd be dancing no matter what. But he's a, he's a pretty good dancer. <laughs> a closing tip, Nick Coacher, for a friend zone situation. Uh, be be direct. I think either decide you're gonna be friends and then stop pining about it and stop feeling sorry for yourself. Not that you're necessarily doing that. I'm talking to 16 year old Nick who liked to feel sorry for himself. And feeling sorry for yourself is fucking awesome when you oh, yeah. when you've really earned it. It's great. I love it. But <laughs> when you commit to anything, it's great. Yeah. Just I think decide. Okay, we're gonna be friends. I'm done. I'm not gonna think of her like that. Or just, you know, be direct and be like, hey, I like you. Uh, you want to go out on a date? Uh, and if she says no, then, you know, <laughs> see if you're cool with still being friends. If she says yeah, then great. I like your answer. I wish I could give an honest agreeance, but mm. I feel like if I was in this situation, I would just string it along forever. <laughs> until we either were in a relationship or not. So I'll I'll side with you because that sounds like the right answer, but 17-year-old yeah. dude know that I'm here for you, and I, I totally get that this is bad. Yeah. But, yeah, being honest would be the best. If you're going to be in a relationship with any, anybody, communication comes first. And it's just going to be – it's like it's going to be good practice for you later in life to just be direct with, with what you want. I like that. That's our show. Thanks, Nick, for coming. Hey, happy to. How do you, how do you feel post-car crash? Uh, concerned that insurance won't cover it, but it was very much 
not my fault. So well, we're could hoping you, that that's then it's all fine. You could regift the giraffe petting for like half of the insurance. Oh, maybe. that's a thought. Because who could say no to that? I'm so sorry, John, that your car is dented. <laughs> but would you like to be my plus one to meet a giraffe? <laughs> I'm sure that would make everything better. Yeah. Uh, Nick, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, Twitter. and Instagram, uh, both at Nick Kocher. And you can uh, please check out my recent car accident. <laughs> <laughs> the dash cam footage yeah. will have something. <laughs> I've got lots of footage uh, and pictures of uh, meaningless evidence. If you have a sticky situation or burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Also, rate us five stars because one time I got a parking ticket and that'll make me feel better about it. Thanks! That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>